0: Greetings, this is The Pub, Straylight Magazine's podcast about all things narrative, story, and publishing. I'm Dean Karpowitz. I'm Sarah Willis. I'm Daniel Becker.
1: And I'm Molly Crossell.
0: Today on the show. (coughs) Wow. (laughs) Pandemic narratives in video games. So, first, let's talk about what we've been playing during the social distancing, safer at home time. Wow.
1: Well, if, if anyone's listened to this podcast before, meanwhile we have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Animal Crossing.
2: It is Animal Crossing. And also, it's been almost a year since it's been out. I'm going to look you all dead in the eyes right now and tell you that I've been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses still.
0: You're still, still on that? That's still acceptable.
2: I, you know, um, I'm going back for the Maddening mode again.
0: Uh,
3: okay
1: that's the thing for like a quarantine sort of stay at home though you got to go to your your comfort food Mm -hmm. kind of video games
2: that's 100 percent what's happening
3: i mean that and you also have to have something that's gonna last you a while because if it's something that's like a four hour spectacle sort of flashy thing and it's over it's like okay what do i do with the rest of my time alone
1: animal crossing came out at the perfect time for quarantine
3: what about you daniel uh, for myself personally, I've been playing a JRPG that I've been meaning to get for the last like three years uh, Persona 5, the Royal.
1: Yes. Edition that just came out. yes. I've heard such good things about the personas, and I've just never gotten my hands on one. Oh, they're so good. They're a little dark, right?
3: They really are. I would say this one is definitely the most newcomer friendly, and also probably one of the ones that really works so that I'm rating.
2: Yeah, immediately. The very oh, first yeah. dungeon is intense.
0: Oh,
3: that's been out
0: for a very long time because I think. I think John Barra just wrote a paper probably on on Persona 5. Is
1: that one of those games that just keeps getting re pushed out in different ways? Like the Skyrim treatment
3: sort of because for every single game in the series, there's always a director's cut that comes out three years later. Gotcha. So Persona 3, it was FES Persona 4 was golden Persona 5. It was Royal, which is the one I picked up.
2: Well, and then you have all of like the Vita ports with like Persona 3 portable and all that other stuff.
3: Oh boy! Yeah. Oh. Man, Adita. I haven't thought about that. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> I have been playing Neo Two. Oh, how's
2: it
1: going? God. I don't even know what that is.
0: It's a soul. It's a Souls like
1: Weeb Dark Souls. Yeah, you love those games. Do you hate yourself? Are you a masochist? I-
0: I spend a lot of time waiting right at the entrance to the boss for someone to come and help me. (laughs) Classic Dark Souls experience. (laughs) And it sometimes is like 40 minutes and I'm reading and doing something else and suddenly my friend shows up, my new friend shows up, and then (laughs) I stand and watch while they destroy the boss.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Why don't
1: you just watch a Let's Play at that point?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like I'm doing it
1: you're there you're present you're like i'm helping yes that's
0: right. <laughs>
1: all right off. i won't judge I back,
0: I back way off and shoot a, like a little flame arrow and then
1: like, cheer yes. a
0: little bit <laughs>
1: <laughs> whatever's gonna get you through these trying times do yes, exactly.
0: i feel good about myself <laughs> and i am playing stardew valley and yes. i told the crew that i bought I bought, I got Pam out of the trailer yesterday.
1: Oh, yeah. feel good story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I, not
1: sure she deserves it.
0: Hey. Yeah. She's pretty cruel to her daughter. I think, isn't she? I don't know. She's kind of, yeah. she's,
1: she's the town drunk. Isn't she? Yeah.
0: She's in the, yeah, she's in the tavern every, every night. That's where I had to find her to give her her battery pack.
2: Don't think of giving. To, okay. First of all, you should not be giving battery packs to anybody because yeah. those are for you. There's way cheaper stuff to give to people. <laughs> Secondly, don't think of it necessarily if you don't like Pam that you're making Pam a new house. Or you're making Penny a new house. That's Penny true. deserves that house.
0: That's true. Penny's very nice. Don't
1: let the children suffer.
3: They did <laughs> hug. It was it was a nice moment. They hugged.
1: It's a really My addicting wife. game.
3: Yeah. There's something frightening about getting kept in a certain routine which is what animal crossing and stardew valley do they provide structure to a structureless society at this point honestly
1: here's the key difference though between stardew valley and animal crossing animal crossing is real time so there reaches a point where i've done everything i can do for the day and unless you're gonna change the date on your switch and time travel you're done unless you're Mm. just gonna fish or catch bugs like you've done your tasks your chores whatever project you wanted to do you're done stardew valley You can just sit down and you can play until your eyes bleed. And I will. That's why I prefer Animal Crossing. Because it's like, I have to stop. There's nothing more to do. time travel. No, I won't time travel.
0: There have been nights where Christina shouted, this is my last day. And then (laughs) an hour later. That game
1: is so cruel in that you save by going to bed. Because then you can't turn it off until that next day starts over. Which is the most exciting part. So you say, well, just... We'll just one more day. Oh, it's raining today.
0: Right. It's raining. Let's go to the mines.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That kind of thing. All right. So we have some numbers to talk about, right?
1: Yeah, it's a big time for gaming, as kind of macabre that is for the times we live in. I mean, there's not much else to do. Gaming's a safe thing to do at home with your family, and it's a good way to connect with your friends.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So the games industry is booming even though I believe a lot of the stuff I've read says production's down, since a lot of the places are shut down.
0: So they're saying that the Borderlands, who who does Borderlands? I uh, I can't remember. 2K. It's 2K. They are keeping up, but they're doing it by prioritizing and getting rid of certain projects.
1: Yeah. Which is unfortunate.
2: They made it look like they uh, hadn't been put off, but in the future, it's going to
1: come back and hit them. It's got to.
0: CD Projekt Red is probably, they're saying, going to postpone Cyberpunk as well.
1: Again!
0: Again, yeah.
1: That's a shame, because now that I'm playing that Cyberpunk RPG, I actually I wasn't that super interested in it, and now I kind of am. Even though Winter Soldier Keanu Reeves is a little goofy, but...
0: I... I loved The Witcher Three, so I'm definitely gonna. Play
1: I thought it. you said I for sure you were gonna say I, I love Keanu
0: Reeves, and I was gonna go, Dean. <laughs> Who doesn't, Who
1: doesn't love?
0: <laughs> yeah, I do love Keanu Reeves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, you're talking about numbers, though. I I did read a Time magazine article that said in like the first week of all the quarantines, so probably about early March. The whole games industry went up about 75%. Yep. So they think in March, the, the industry as a whole, hardware, software, publishing, uh, 1.6 million. It's just like a really big year for March.
0: Here are some numbers Twitch in the month of April had 1.49 billion gaming hours watched. That seems like a lot. That is incredible. That is incredible. A fifty cents in a fifty percent increase from March, and Steam in March had its most concurrent users online at twenty million. Ooh. I believe that
1: we've been using uh, Steam for um, Jackbox is the ultimate social distancing game for your friends because you can you can stream it over Discord and play with your phones. That's that's like it's replaced my in person hangouts with my closest friends.
0: Well, and I didn't think about this because I don't really watch. i'm not I'm not a big like ESPN watcher, but um, NASCAR was on virtually, and they've been doing eSports because there's no sports to put
1: <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah, this summer's going to be a weird one.
0: They're saying that th- that no one has made a permanent deal yet with ESPN because they're afraid that all those time slots will get filled when we can have sports again. But there have been prime time sessions of esports because I've heard that.
2: Time. Yeah, That's madness.
0: Yeah, Fox News or Fox Sports and um, and ESPN have had slots of it.
2: Wasn't there like a Marvel Racing at some point or something?
3: I thought that was a YouTube channel.
2: Okay, maybe it's
3: like a, maybe like yellas or something.
2: Something happened. I'm not sure what, but it was pseudo sports. As you can tell, I don't sports so good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just like this whole summer, um, you know, if sports don't come back and there's no festivals, all the fairs are canceled, all the conventions are canceled. It's going to be a huge year for... Outdoor activities where you can't you can be away from people and video games. Those are gonna be the two things. That's it. You would think so. You would hope so,
2: but I have already seen uh Illinois is moving into phase three and they're like, Yes, gatherings of ten people or fewer are now allowed. We went out for a run the other day and saw about a hundred people at some sort of music festival not wearing masks.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: So I don't expect we'll be here long. Yeah. So this is an interesting segue for you know, talking about like pandemics in narrative, uh, I think the thing as I was racking my brain and really thinking about all the different pandemic games and zombie games, I feel like there's two major villains that are always threatening in in those games, and it's the it's the virus, whatever it does, whether it turns you into a monster or a zombie or it just kills you, and it's the people and mm-hmm. how they respond to it.
0: Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Let's talk first about the virus and the zombie games. <laughs> it had to come up at some point.
1: Got to get it
2: yeah. out of the way. It's the big one. Fair. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that that's fair because as as I was looking into stuff for this, I think the idea in general of pandemics where uh, a virus as a villain is not feasible and it's not fun to fight. It's not, it's overall not very interesting because there's not a lot that you as a person can do. So zombies really really work well as that shorthand physical representation of this thing that you can vilify or that you can fight against.
1: Right. Yeah. And yeah. then in the same token having villainous humans who are either out for themselves or taking advantage of the situation gives mm-hmm. you a, a much more personal villain than yeah. a faceless virus or a mindless zombie.
0: Right. It's the it's The Walking Dead and then Negan.
1: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: right, it's that that villain character that we we can love to sort of hate.
1: No, you reach a point where whether it's zombies or disease that, you know, you have a plan of how to deal with that because it's not malicious, but you don't have a plan to deal with people who are not respecting the system or are out for themselves and don't care about other people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think some of the fascination is that we've found the anti-hero, the villainous anti-hero to be super attractive these days, you know?
1: Yeah. Probably because it's scary. Like with this whole, you know, with COVID and everything, I mean, it is a weird situation where you, it's like an invisible enemy and, and there is probably some seduction when you're fearful about just taking safety for yourself or taking power for yourself in the wake of that fear. I mean, I would like to think that all of us here at this podcast would not do that, <laughs> but I'm sure it's an, it's a really, in, it's a, it's a really compelling narrative to watch.
0: I know I wouldn't cause I'm aggressively. Generous. Aggressively
1: generous. That's what we've discovered.
0: <laughs> I would try and force things upon you like gifts,
1: right? You do a vaccine through a blow dart. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: right, right. Oh. you will be safe.
3: <laughs> Dean in a tree, <laughs> whether you like it or not, you're gonna survive.
1: <laughs> oh, my neck! <laughs> I
2: saved you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, one you saved. don't need
2: to threaten me. I'm I'm down. I'm down. No no blow darts necessary. <laughs> oh
0: God! So we have our Resident Evils, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have our. I'm playing right now. Last of Us. I was just about to say, Last of Us has got to be yeah. the big one. To prep for Last of Us 2, which is out next week, two weeks, something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. to prep for it. I, got, I played a bunch of it, but didn't get to the end when it first came out. So now I'm returning to it. It's good.
1: What are the bad guys called? Clickers? Like mushroom men, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's the story that really, yeah, that's what carries that. Naughty Dog is really good at that, that stuff.
1: I really want to play it because I know, you know, I've got a couple friends, some past next level people that it's like their favorite game, like and Mortier. But uh, I know it's going to depress the heck out of me. I got to be emotionally ready to play that game. That one's got a tear jerker like scene one, doesn't it?
0: Right at the start, yeah.
1: Yeah. Ugh.
3: It's like I, watching a know-
1: Pixar movie. I got to be in the mood. I, don't <laughs> wanna-
0: <laughs> I do have an an extra copy I could mail it to you.
1: <laughs> Listen so active Stow that generosity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So how about how about other games? You know, like we do have the all of those zombie games, all of the zombie shows, all the zombie
3: narratives. How about other pandemic narratives? So the first one I would go for, and it's not even a pandemic game, but it was definitely a narrative, is the Corrupted Blood Incident in World of Warcraft.
1: It's the coolest glitch. <laughs> it's so fascinating.
3: So So tell us about it. So from my knowledge, the way it worked is, I think it was right before Wrath of the Lich King, the third expansion, where there was a high level raid where players would go in, fight a boss, and one of the debuffs or spells was corrupted blood which would make you lose some health per two seconds or something of that variety Mm -hmm. and when you went out of the dungeon you were supposed to have that removed from you however what they forgot about were pets Mm -hmm. and the way pets worked back in the day is a pet would despawn go into a pocket dimension essentially and still have all the debuffs buffs etc etc well when they brought their pets back out they would spread that corrupted blood to lower level players and they didn't have the health to tank it so eventually in cities like Ironforge and all across azeroth there would just be streets filled with corpses people (laughs) trying to heal (laughs) players and the one thing i found hilarious (laughs) is some people would hide outside cities with the disease and heal each other back and forth and then once everything calmed down they would go right back in and start it again
1: it was this huge thing so like There was this big reaction of all the different ways people would, you know, healers would go in and actually try to heal people to get lower level characters so they could get safely out of the city and quarantine themselves somewhere where they wouldn't instantly die. Lower level characters would go out and warn people not to come in. And then there were the griefers who purposefully would go try to find any of the encampments that had quarantined themselves and spread the disease purposefully. Then you also had NPCs that would catch it, but it wouldn't kill them because it's not made to affect them in that way. So they'd be like asymptomatic carriers. Oh my gosh. So some people thought this was an actual planned event because of how like weirdly it worked. And it wasn't, it was a glitch. But the CDC requested the stats of the event (laughs) and I'm using quotes and Blizzard had to tell them they had no stats because it was a glitch and it took them. I looked it up. It took them, it started on September 13th and it went to October 8th before they got this thing under control.
3: Oh. <laughs> so I know they didn't actually get it under control. They just did a hard server reset.
1: They had to do a hard server reset. They could not fix it. Wow. That yeah, was
3: Zulgarub. Yep, that was the one. It's crazy. I have a feeling that
0: if Paul was not involved with that, he made a character in WoW just to infect. Specifically? Anything. Yeah.
1: So uh, they actually were. They actually wrote a paper on yeah, there this a
3: scientific paper on this.
1: Yeah, I've got a quote here from Dr. Eric Lofgren. He's an epidemiologist and the co-author of a research paper about the corrupted blood event. It's a really good quote actually because it's specifically about in relation to like COVID. So he says we often view epidemics as these things that sort of happen to people. There's a virus; it's doing things, but really, it's a virus that's spreading between people, and how people interact and behave, and comply with authority figures or don't. Hmm. These are the things that are very cha- chaotic. You can't really predict. Oh yeah, everyone will quarantine; it'll be fine. Which actually, Blizzard wanted everyone to quarantine, and of course, they did. How do you how do you enforce that in a video game? So he says, griefing, such as intentionally spreading corrupted blood to others, was one of the aspects in the study that has been criticized as lacking a real world basis. But Dr. Lofgren expressed in the wake of the coronavirus epidemic that one of the critiques we got from gamers and scientists was that griefing isn't really uh, an analog to anything that takes place in the real world. People aren't intentionally getting people sick. But they might not be intentionally getting people sick, but willfully ignoring your potential to get people sick mm-hmm. is pretty close to that. You start mm-hmm. to see people like, oh, this isn't a big deal. I'm not going to change my behavior. He says epidemics are a social problem and minimizing the seriousness of something is sort of like real world griefing, mm-hmm. which I love.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny. I, there are several people that I look at that have posts on their Facebook wall about you know, who I, I've seen more than one who who's wearing a mask generally, and you know the there's a there's a whole row of people underneath saying, no way, nah, dude, nah, you know like like it's it's a th- it's a badge of honor.
2: They're griefers.
0: Yeah, I mean to some degree it's similar. Like there's no way you're going to force me to do that, and I don't care who. Gets hurt as a result, you know, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it's just like, it's not the big dramatic Negan of The Walking Dead, but it's like the real world equivalent. It's like, you can't, it's not all about you. You have to be part of the group.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about other, like, I'm playing Plague Inc. I've played Plague Inc.
1: I've always wanted to try that. That's RTS, right? Oh, it's yeah,
3: fun. Yeah, I got yeah. that on my phone, like, ages ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it made for mobile, or is it just a good port? It started mobile, I think.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it started mobile and made its way to other platforms.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Pick it it up. doesn't take very
0: long. And from what I read afterwards, I played one, and as I told all of you, my virus was too lethal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, from what I read, it's pretty hard to destroy the planet.
2: Yes. Right the islands it's, they get you every time
0: yep it's difficult to get it spread out and not not have your hosts die out or whatever or get it to the entire globe
1: i want to say that sounds like a good news <laughs> right? <yeah>. But,
2: <laughs> well the kind of neat thing about it too is i think it's almost as much as a of a learning experience as it is destruction of the planet like as much fun as it is to destroy the earth <laughs> you also learn interesting things about the way that different kinds of uh, microorganisms behave in the environment around them.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Cause they all have different powers, whether they're bacteria or they're viruses or it's fungus, or they added in fun ones like vampires, but
0: yeah, there's a shadow shadow virus or whatever that heck it is. Yeah. They added a few different modes and you can
3: unlock different ones too. Yeah, and I think hmm. in response to the whole COVID pandemic, they actually added in a play mode to cure the disease.
1: Well, that's oh. nice.
3: Yeah.
1: Did you guys ever play Daisy when that was a big thing? Nah. I heard about it. That was an interesting one because it was like an MMO. It was. It started out as like an, an Arma 2 mod and then it made its own yeah. standalone thing. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, but it was like a zombie MMO yeah. and it had a cool... Effect where you can do, you could do voice chat, but it was like local, like a real person. Like you could only mm-hmm. hear people that were next to you. Whoa! And you would like walk up to person, like Fenderfoe and then people <laughs> would kill you and steal your pants, which Aww. I feel like is yes. how I would really fare in the. Uh,
3: Pretty apocalypse. much, yeah. <laughs> like an actual zombie, zombie apocalypse, I wouldn't survive past two minutes. Your pants would be gone immediately. Yeah. <laughs>
1: immediately. No one, no one is your friend. <laughs> Right. Very right.
0: uplifting. Right. Um, and I also looked at um, a plague tale, and I didn't know this thing existed. It was 2019, I think, so fairly recently. Um, and it's set during the Black Plague, and you're a mother with her daughter, I think. Hmm. And I watched a little bit of a uh, Let's Play, and I think I might pick it up now. Um, hmm. Maybe that's kind of morbid, but.
1: I. Yeah, I mean. It's just the same way with those cracking jokes about it. I feel like you got to deal with it in ways like yeah, that. Right, I don't know.
0: Right, right.
1: I feel like most right. gamers deal with stuff like that. But
2: Speaking of horrible games to deal with plagues, uh, Pathologic 2. What's that? Did you guys see that at all? Heard of uh. it. It is notable in this instance because it is not a zombie plague, necessarily. Um, but everybody has these like creepy bird, almost plague doctor-like masks. I i have into played, that. But it looks really, really interesting because you are like the only town doctor. So you are gathering supplies. You are creating medicines. You are helping to cure people as you are also fighting off diseased individuals.
1: But it's kind of like that era where like I'm probably like slapping leeches on people.
2: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'm into that.
0: Bring out the leeches.
2: <laughs> That's the episode title, isn't it? You're armed,
0: you're armed with a pouch of leeches and a blowgun. I just
1: pull up the plague doctor mask to shoot the blowgun. Right. And then I walk up to them and I put a leech on them and I go, You're going to be alright now.
0: <laughs> Aggressively curing people. Yeah.
1: I would play that. I like that aesthetic.
0: <laughs> we'll have to make a game. Transform <laughs> from, from a podcast to a game developer company. Uh,
1: we'll just Ooh, make pitches.
0: Someone call it the digital. They'll take anything.
1: <laughs> we're just we're Aww. just idea
0: people, right? You don't make the games. We'll just come up with really cool blowgunny kind of scenarios.
1: I'd say we'll corner people in elevators, but that's not that's not <laughs> safe anymore. Right, so social
0: distancing acceptable. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Bring
0: some cones. You can figure
2: it out. <laughs> That's right. If, I don't
0: know. And then the last thing we do need to, to talk, ab- or I want to talk about, is since we are, right, all in a pandemic, mm-hmm. um, we can sort of speak firsthand about whether any of these games kind of got it right, or they got anything emotionally correct about living in a pandemic. And I will say to start, I think for me, plague Inc was the game that got it the most correct only because my experience has been, I think Sarah, you were talking about this when we were doing the book club. So distant. It's like I get up and I look at the numbers for the day. And that's like, like COVID is a series of statistics for me. Right. It's it's like staying at home and then watching the news and it's no one I know has gotten it. Someone I know knows someone who's gotten it, but I, it's not touched me in any way. So I can be angry at people for not wearing masks. But the thing that comes closest to me is the, like the, the world war room map of plague Inc. that tells you what percentage of the population is infected, how many have died and all that stuff. So how about, what do you, what do you all think?
2: Yeah. Uh, otherwise I think, you know, because we don't have, it is a lot more about isolation and about quarantine and about staying away from everything than it is necessarily about fighting off zombies. So it seems a lot like those sorts of narratives, they they feel a little over overdramatic mm-hmm. almost.
1: Yeah. It's, <sighs> In real life, it's still an abstraction until I feel like you have someone really close to you who gets seriously ill. I mean, I I know it's out there. I take it seriously and I accept it, but it it is hard to make it a real thing in your brain. I mean, it's the same way that I feel like growing up with constant war. I mean, like I I understand it's out there and it's awful, but it's just seems so far away. I don't have any soldiers in my family, so I'm not affected in that way. It's like holding in a breath. You're just
0: Uh. waiting
2: for something to happen.
0: See, but is there is there fear? Because I don't really, you know, one of the elements of those games, the games that we see is that sort of idea that anyone could have it and you could be infected or you could be bitten or whatever. And while that's kind of in my brain, I don't go out and kind of think, oh, my God, you have COVID, right?
1: I didn't have that feeling until i went back to work this week and it's it's a weird adjustment because i'm it's it's dual sided in that i was working at the front desk so i've got my plexiglass shield so i only put my mask on when i'm coming up from behind my desk to go, you know, interact with customers or or run to the other room And it was, I had to really get in the habit of putting it on because then I I feel like I need to be responsible because what if I have it and I'm asymptomatic and there's much elderly customers coming in and they're all wearing masks, most of them. But then there is also that feeling of people are still comfortable because it's probably an abstraction in their life too. So they'll come in and they'll kind of be, have their mask on and they'll kind of take it off and I'm walking past them, I'm in close quarters. And then at the end of the day, I think I was really close to a lot of strangers today. And it is a little like, Hmm. Yeah. And you're looking at all these people that come in and you're, in, there is a moment where you wonder, where have you been? Do you take this seriously? Especially the people coming in without masks, like or the ones with them half on. Yeah. It's yeah. like, did you just think you were running in for a second? Cause I've done that before. I'm guilty of that. And like, or yeah. do you, are you a total denier of it? In which case you've probably been living really recklessly. Should I stay really far away from you? There is a suspicion now that I did not have in my job yeah. before. Yeah.
0: I, I will say I didn't really think about it in that way because i I'm not going back to work until September at the very earliest, but if I was going back to work, I would definitely especially in a in a classroom setting where there are twenty five people and me you know what I mm-hmm. mean um you, yeah, I would be thinking, thinking about who you know who's twenty something and thinks they're going to live forever and doesn't really care. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So,
2: so definitely, there is that fear there, I think, but it's expressed in different ways.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Instead of having like a a shotgun to fight zombies, I just have a, Lysol bottle that sits at my desk now. Do you have Lysol? <laughs> we have we have these little <laughs> potion bottles of like they're really they're the plague they look like potion bottles. They're like dollar store squirt bottles that somebody has put whatever they could find in it and oh mixed nice. things. They're just labeled with the handmade label maker disinfectant. Nice. Oh. So everyone's a chemist now. <laughs> it didn't burn my skin off when i used it so
3: i'm gonna say is what you need to do next is make a bandolier with like lysol cans all the way down the front swear to god (laughs) that would be awesome the chewbacca of
0: the
1: (laughs) i got holsters with like hand sanitizer, like right next to the blow dart yep that's
0: (laughs) right right. right that's right well that that, that w- that'll that would do it for today, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the Pub is produced on the series of tubes that we all know as the internet from the studios at Underdark, which doubles as my basement and office. You can listen in at on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, where we post new episodes every Monday. You can also find us at StarlightMag.com, where we publish new stories, poetry, art, and, of course, podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and at The Pub Podcast on Twitter. Thanks for listening to The Pub, Straylight Magazine's podcast about all things narrative, story, and publishing.